B, C, A, 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 Uppy with me is Stash. Stash, how are you doing this fine evening? I am doing great, man. It's hot and I'm drinking a lot of beer. And I think that's what you do on like July, August, summer time, right? You know, I, I felt as though it was actually chilly enough. I thought I could use jeans tonight. What? Really? I don't know. I may, I may need to be like maybe 10 degrees cooler to put on some jeans. Like... I, I, like, don't even put on shoes anymore. I just wear sandals whenever I get home. <laughs> Weird. Well, that's the California way until it's about December, you yeah. know. Right. I, I think yeah. rain more than temperature actually dictates when shoes go on in your free time. Right, and especially if you like a good, comfortable pair of sandals. It's like, <sighs> oh, it's 60 degrees. Can I still get away with it? Yeah, yeah. Is it raining? Yeah, can I get with it? No, no, put on shoes. Put on shoes yeah. this time, yeah. Yeah, I'm it's very... Like yeah, you're right. It's. I'm very anal about my sandals. They have to be the Adidas ones with uh, cloud foam, and you cannot get those okay. wet because they will absorb it, and you're screwed for a while. So. Will it? Yeah. And then it's done, huh? Yeah. I mean, it does dry yeah. out, and I mean, yeah, I mean, you have to... I get a new pair every year, so... Um, they do eventually mold okay. to your feet. They're okay. not as they don't they don't they're they're not as springy as they used to be. But it's worth a thirty dollar mm-hmm. investment to have happy feet for. I nine guess when they year. moved from China to Singapore on that whole <laughs> um, uh, Trump tariff thing, you know, that's mm-hmm. what you get. They're right. Singaporeans, you can't make good foam anymore. I have Tevas. Tevas are really nice, man. They uh, form to your feet really good. Mm-hmm. They're like the they're like the they're like the perfect sandal for like going out in the river hmm. when you got no river in the desert <laughs> type of stuff. <laughs> Do we forget where we lived? <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy because like it's like they're the most perfect sandals and they kind of go good with everything. And people are like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "These sandals are not for show. They're just straight for comfort." Nice. You know, That's all that matters. Sometimes, that sometimes it has to be yeah. that way. Yeah, it's like a minivan oh, for your feet. Yeah. This is like what it is. It's a minivan oh, yeah. for your feet. Yeah, that's I. You know what? I think that's the best analogy that we've got. I, they, it's the minivan from, and it's like it's like those really cool minivans. Those like those Toyotas that you see, or maybe like the Chryslers. You know, oh, the town Chryslers. Country, where you're like, damn, that's really nice. Oh, yeah, man, I did town, a town and countries. Are really I did a nice. union thing couple months ago where we all rode in the same car to uh, an office and she the lady driving had a brand new Chrysler van with like all the goodies and I was in the back seat and I had like my own flip up screen that I could play games on or plug in my HDMI cord to like goddamn kids are spoiled now like Right. Um, did you did you get like feet warmer and everything on there too? Like, 
No, I don't know about that. that, (laughs) But man, it was it was nice. I was like, you know, I could go on vacation in this and not have to drive, which would never happen because I'm I'm always one driving. But tomato, tomato. I know we're very we're very much in the same boat, and that no matter what happens, if driving's involved, uh, we're driving. Right. We don't ever get to see the view. We don't ever get to relax and have a road road soda. It's we're driving. I get the road soda. I, I do get that, but yeah, I get the view of everyone staring oh. down. I feel like I'm a teacher almost. I'm trying to talk, but everyone's yeah. looking down and not paying attention to me. All right, you're trying to bring up a good subject, and they're like, "Yeah, whatever, Dad." Show. Right. <laughs> so, so how about you tell? You're, you're not. You're not that <coughs> interesting. You're not that interesting, old man. Yeah. You're not that interesting. No, I never was. But that's <laughs> a different podcast for a different day. So I I, uh, I saw yeah. some Twitter rumors that you may or may not be drinking something different tonight. Is that or is that? Um, actually, um, well, Twitter rumors are no longer true anymore. Okay, I'll tell you how it started. I was drinking Corona, then I had a sip of Jameson, then I was drinking some moonshine. <clears throat> moonshine gets a little rough. I can like freaking power my car with this moonshine right. that I got. <laughs> Fucking fuel from like eighty three octane. And then um, I had to go back to Corona because that moonshine, I really wanted to keep drinking it, but Jesus, I felt like I was going to like wake up stupid. Oh, that shit burns, too. But it was so good. Yeah. Maybe I got some bad stuff, and but then, I mean. No. This stuff, I feel like uh, if you drink it long enough, you'll wake up so not knowing what happened, you feel stupid. Kind of like you forgot something. I probably, I, I, out of all the times I've drinking moonshine, twice now I can say that I've woken up in the morning and felt uh, a part of me that has gone away uh, that probably happened when I was like three or four years old, and I probably regret it. It could have been like Christmas morning type of shit, you know, where you got a good gift and now I can't remember it mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of feeling. If that's what it feels like, really, at the end of the day. Fuck you, moonshine, but I love you. Right. It's a love-hate. It's so good. I like super cold, like on ice. Mm-hmm. Dude, suck that down. It's not bad. You just won't wake up. That's the only thing. You right. do three or four of those. <laughs> you're going to find yourself laying... You're going to find yourself in the back of, of someone's car wondering, how the fuck did I get here? Right. You know, and it's your neighbors. <laughs> yeah, type of shit. So... <laughs> so. Yeah, a little bit of everything. Some Corona, some Jameson, yeah. some Moonshine, and now Corona. Um, Back to Corona, yeah. I got something it's a little only different. Thursday. I got something a little different from a new place. Um, me and my mini-me, little uppy, made a little side trip out to Ceres, California, over the weekend. Oh. There's a brewery called Blaker Brewing. I did not know this until recently. And I'm drinking... What is called Now or Never Number Two. Um, Those who listen to the show know I love my IPAs, and this is one of them. Those who know, those who listen to the show know that the only thing I love more than IPAs is hazy IPAs. This is also one of those. And the coup de gras here is it is a double New England, which is like the creme de la creme in my world. So it's eight. What is this, like 18%? 8.9. It's pretty weak sauce. Oh. (laughs) 
And here okay. is the description. Sweet and savory aroma full of vanilla and citrus notes. A medium-bodied beer hopped with Amarillo, Mandarina, Bavaria, and Belma, providing a soft mouthfeel and dry finish, along with tasty hints of citrus, grapefruit, and fruit skins. And let me just say, it delivers. It's delicious. I love it. I will be going back. We'll probably be hearing more from them moving forward. Because they're half the distance from my house than Dust Bowl is, and they're actually cheaper. So... Win-win. Nice. Congratulations, and I hope you guys head us back up anytime soon. Uh, we love to hear from you, and we would gladly, gladly drink your beer on air anytime you would like. This is all I ask. And give you a shout-out every single time. I only ask yeah, two things. So we get a Twitter yeah. mention. You'll get mentioned on here. Yeah. Maybe yeah. a free T-shirt. Not necessary. We'll gladly wear it. Yeah. Just kick me back a free growler. You got a new IPA coming out? Kick me back a free growler. Free exposure. Yeah. Man, we'll send me some, and we'll do a little bit of a beer tasting on air, um, <laughs> and we'll give you our thoughts. Um, d- despite the fact that I drink cheap beer on the regular, <laughs> I do love great beer. Oh. Uh, mind you, uh, I am a connoisseur of beers. If I have the opportunity to... I live kind of like in a desert of beer drinking area, like... Um, up east is such a great area where on 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 the way to work <laughs> or back, Uppy has the opportunity to do to do that. I don't live in that opportunity zone. <laughs> if if you want to know my opportunity zone, it's this. Um, there is a BJ's, and um, then then there is another uh, beer uh, and a barbecue restaurant that is probably like I don't know maybe like three miles from my area from where I, I work mm-hmm. and um, they don't even make the beer there even though it's an actual and uh, set up facility so that you can do so because before that it was it mm-hmm. where they were making microbrews um, and every time I've gone in and asked for their house special or whatever no one's been able to actually give me a straight answer so I stopped going there oh even though they said it's a beer and bar, you know no and a bar and grill or whatever, and I said, "All right, I'll have your house special." Oh well, this is coming from over here, and I'm like, "Dude, you're set up. You got stills in the back that we can see. <laughs> like, get somebody to go over there and fucking turn it on so we can get some good beer." Mm-hmm. So, anyways, I digress. Yeah. Well, Redlands is probably only the only good place for us to get beer. Redlands. Uh, I'm sorry to hear that. And, and packing house. I, I will say for the record, I drink more than my fair share of cheap, ordinary beer. I just save it for my private mm-hmm. life. I don't announce to the world yeah, I, I drink Kronos all the time. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I like them thinking I drink good shit 24-7, which is not true. 24-7, I hear you. Yeah. So... Anyway, so how was Vegas, brother? Man, it's um, good, good to have you well, back. It feels like it's been like it's been forever. Four years. Yeah, it's been forever. Um, definitely, um, it was good. Um, so I didn't shit myself, and I almost That's did, good. but for different reasons. Um, so as you know, which everyone, well, anyone who follows our Twitter would know, which is like two people. Uh, it was hot as fuck the day Six. I went. Yeah. I stopped in Bakersfield. <laughs> Stopped in Bakersfield because I had to, because um, my car just was not going to make it all the way there in one tank, because we're talking 495 miles. Um, 
It was like 111 in Bakersfield. And just in the five minutes my car was off to pump gas, the temperature gauge on my car went like almost all the way to the right. <laughs> Which Dang. freaked me out because that's never happened before. And um, yeah, that's not really the situation in life. You want to be trapped outside is when it's that fucking hot. Um, so I had a few close calls on the way down because uh, my drive down includes three or four areas where the elevation climbs up to about 5,000 feet. Um, so I had to put along around 60, 65 miles an hour in the slow lane with the truckers just to avoid overheating. Um, I feel pretty cool about my navigational skills in that sense because I, I saw plenty of cars, newer and nicer than mine, broken down. Or not necessarily broken down, but overheated. Um, so I felt proud of myself, but it made me nervous all week about the drive home because it seemed like the drive home was the second hottest day of the year. <laughs> So, um, yeah. so I made it down and, um, you know, as for as many times I've been to You're Vegas, alive? I don't have a ton of stories, but I got three from this trip all within about 12 hours. So tonight is You're our Vegas, tonight is our, what happens in Vegas doesn't stay in Vegas episode of Uppy in the Stash. Cause I know you have some fun yeah, stories it's like too. Herpes. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so these ones are coming yeah, back from like the dead. It just, it just comes back with you. Yeah, it just comes back with you type of stuff. So. Well, I'm glad you're back, man. Yeah. Um, and you don't got herpes. Yeah. Um, and um, your car didn't overheat and you didn't shit on yourself all at the same time. Right. I feel like a pretty successful that. trip. And I came home with money, too. Um, not because I won, but just because I was really I was such a frugal asshole the whole week. Was it stuffed in your underwear? Or what no, it was in my wallet. It's just, you know, um, the reason why I drove instead of flew. I could have flew for free of charge, but I drove for the sake of I was able to, you know, bring my beer with me because um, I stopped at Dust Bowl, mm-hmm. filled up some growlers, and um, I took lunch meat with me. So instead of having to buy my lunch, I generally skip breakfast. So breakfast is a non starter for me. I don't care. Um, so I made it to where my lunches were. I had my own potato chips, and I could make my own sandwiches. So I didn't have to buy lunch any day. And then dinner, negotiable. Sometimes I ate super cheap, like for like 8 bucks. And sometimes yeah. I still made a sandwich anyways and did two sandwiches in one day. So that's how I came home with money was I uh, just made sure I wasn't buying food. Because the last yeah. full day I was there, me and some friends went to Wahlburgers. And I kid you not, a 21-ounce beer, a cheeseburger, and a side order of fries cost me $34. And it wasn't even good, the beer or or the burger. I mean, there's nothing special about it all. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So that's how I came yeah. home with money. And I desperately, you know, I got fantasy football stuff coming up that cost money, so I wanted to come home and have some money set aside for that. So No, I hear you. I hear you. So, yeah. It seems like I came home and spent more money than I did when yeah, I was there. Yeah. So. But, man, so I got this. Uh, no, I hear you. All right, so crazy story time. And this one, uh, mm-hmm. so I was there for union business, as you know. Um, I'm pretty sure we told the, our listeners that. It was a business trip for me before I left. Um, so it wasn't just me that went from my workplace. I went down with two other people. And for the sake of this story, we will call one of them roommate, because I ruined with him. The other one, a lady, we'll call her P. So it is uh, the next to last day there. 
And business gets shut down early for the day because in the evening time, there is a shindig that people go to. I don't go. Mm-hmm. It's just my personal belief that the day Mrs. Uppy can be there and go with me is the day that I'll go. I've been to them in the past, but I haven't in like, I don't know, almost 10 years because when I can go with my wife is when I'm going to go. Um, so I sold my yeah. ticket to a newlywed couple. They were stoked to give me their money for it. And it was like still like the tail end of their honeymoon. So I felt really good about myself in that sense, other than taking their money. But, uh, you fucking <laughs> capitalist, you. Right. Taking money from the poor. No, they weren't poor. They're, they're rich in love. Um, <laughs> they haven't been married long enough to be miserable yet. Um, yeah. So, uh, so to kill time, so that was the same day I went to Wahlburgers, like I just mentioned. Then I went back up to my room, took a nap, and I was just hanging out, uh, watched a little football, but then um, there was a nearby watering hole that opens at five that does two-for-ones. So I was like, I'll do two-for-ones for a while until the shindig starts at seven. And so I went to head back up seven, and I was nearby where the shindig was going on. And I run into P, and I was like, oh, where's the roommate? Because they had been, like, attached at the hip. All week. If it was a lunch break, they mm-hmm. went to lunch together. If it was dinner break, they went to dinner together. Um, I'm not implying anything. I'm just saying that factually that is what happened. This is what happened, yeah. yes. Yeah. Um, all of a sudden, like, her demeanor just changed. Like, went from normal, everyday demeanor to angry demeanor. And I was like, he was supposed to wait for me, and he didn't. So I'm ignoring him. And I'm like... Holy my first thought is, what are you, 12? Like, the girlfriends yeah. I pissed off in high school didn't even act like that. But secondly, why is someone who's not your spouse invoking that kind of reaction? Kept it to myself. I didn't say these things out loud, mind you. And I was just like, yes. you know, put my hands up like, okay, have a good night. So I went back up to my room. Just, and Just leave it alone. Right? I was like, I'm going to go up to my room. Roommate should be gone. I'm going to call Mrs. Uppy and my daughter. You know, we're going to video chat, you know. And I kept the roommate still there, and I told him what happened. I was like, dude, she's down there, and she's pissed. I don't know what the, you know, what the hell. And he's like, whatever, she's dumb. And I'm like, well, I would have to agree. But um, so he hung out until 7.30, and then he finally went down there. And then I called the wife and kids and went out to have my buffet dinner. Kind of like almost a tradition of mine. Like my next to last night, I kind of make up for all the food I didn't eat. <laughs> you know, like plow down about three or four pounds of food. And um, so I get back up to my room, probably about nine. Because it was probably about 8.15 when I went down to dinner. Got back about nine. And I'm just chilling in bed, watching TV, texting Mrs. Uppy. And make it to be about 10.15, 20 or so. And I'm like, well, it's Probably almost safe to go to bed. I haven't heard from Mrs. Eppie in a while. She's probably asleep. And then roommate comes back. Because so I thought the thing was over at 10. Turns out it wasn't over until 11. But roommate comes back at 10.30. Smokes a bowl. Changes his shirt. Goes to leave. I'm like... And then I told him about all the food I ate, you know. Because we were talking about how I was going to go to the buffet while he was gone. And I was like, where are you going? He's like, I'm going to walk around town. Wish me luck. And I'm like, good luck. Then he left, and I went to bed. I was like, Mrs. Uppy's not texting me anymore. I'm tired. Got a long day tomorrow. I'm going yeah. to bed. So I went to bed, 
and 11.15 maybe? There was a knock on the door that I, I can only describe as urgent. I'm pretty sure it sounds weird, but if you think about it, maybe knock on your table when you're alone listening to this, you could decipher what's a normal knock at the house and what's kind of an urgent knock. And I look at the time, and you know, you know as well as I do, you're a parent, you're woken up out of a sleep, you're half asleep, but you're in full alert mode, like, where's the emergency? So I see roommate's not there, and I'm like, oh, maybe he forgot his key or something. I can help out with that. So I go to the door, I turn on the light, I go to the door, I look through the people, and it's P. And I'm like, what the fuck is she doing here? Like, she has no business. So, I, I, you know, like I said, I'm in full alert mode, but I'm half asleep still. And I'm thinking to myself, whatever it is, she is not here for me. So I turned the light off and went back to bed. <laughs> I was like, the, nothing oh, is going to come from opening the door because I'm not going to insert myself into the situation. And She didn't want them chicken wings. No. And um, yeah. someone you and I both know. Was across. It was in the room across the hall, and I ran into her the next morning. And she was telling me how P was like out there, like all pissed off, and then like trying to track him down. And I'm like, this is some weird shit, you know. So I go back to bed. Three fifteen it happens, and then this time it's like two loud, slow knocks. And I'm determined it was a knock that was created by a normal knocking fist because I don't think i've thought about this dozens of times like there's no way it could have been anything else other than a hand and again my first thought was it must be the roommate he must have forgotten his key or something so i look out the i look at the people and it looks like there's someone sitting right outside my my room so i was like oh maybe it is him so i open the door i assess the situation there's a younger asian couple and two suitcases no one looks like they're in distress. The dude just says, sorry, bro. So I shut the door. But given this day and age, and it's so late at night, and, you know, yeah, the Ray Rice know. stuff and all this other stuff with domestic violence, <clears throat> I was like, I'm going to just watch for a minute just to make sure that yeah. she wasn't in distress because the last thing I need is for them to sit there and sue me because I missed something. So I watch out the people. And then they start making out. And then there's some dry humping. <clears throat> and that's the point where I'm like, okay, I'm getting into creeper status. I'm going to stop. <laughs> and as like soon as throw, I... Did you throw any, like, did you throw any, like, dollar bills, though? Did you, like, throw anything of, like, value at them? Was no, on? but no, like, but... Did it feel more like a strip show or, like, burlesque style? Because... Well, I figured once I was, was done talking about it, I would get into the mental processes I was thinking about the next day. Because I wondered what was the point. Because, like I said, it had to have been a knock. It couldn't have been an yeah. elbow. It couldn't have been a head. It had to have been a knock. But why knock my door? What was the purpose? Yeah. Because his only response was, sorry, bro. It wasn't like, hey, can we borrow your bedroom? Or, you know, they had two suitcases, so I'm going to guess they were on their way out, not on their way in. Yeah. Um, it made no sense. Like, the situation just... If anyone there on Twitter, um, find us, at, you know, listening to us, find us on Twitter, Uppy in the Stash, Uppy and Stash. Um, let us know what your thoughts. Because mm-hmm. I'm kind of curious what the purpose of knocking my door was. But So there's some dry humping. 
like I said, I'm getting to the point where I'm like, okay, everything's fine here. I will not be a pervert here. But then all of a sudden she says, okay, stop. I can clearly hear her say, okay, stop. He just stands up, puts something in his wallet, I'm assuming a condom, takes the two suitcases and just walks off. Doesn't say a word, doesn't appear angry, you know, from that little people. Um, mm. And she just sits there for like two seconds. And she's like, wait, where are you going? And then they take off. So I go back to bed like, what the hell just happened? Because, yeah. like I said, there's right. no point in knocking on my door yeah. unless you're going to ask me to join in, which yeah. they had two seconds to ask me and they didn't. Um, Fuck. That's messed up. Uh, they missed out. Unless he just I, wanted... I definitely would say they missed out. I would have to say, and say clearly he was more of the right mind than she was, and maybe he just wanted an audience. That's the only thing I can think of, is he just was maybe feeling the Vegas vibe and just like... Maybe, maybe it was like Ashton Kutcher punked, and you Ooh. didn't know it. Yes. It was terribly done. Yeah. <laughs> and then... Did you look around? Did you look around? Did you walk out like your, hot, your, your heart boxers, and you were like... No... Yeah. No, mm-hmm. no one need to see that hard on. Excuse me. I'm kid. I wasn't, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I was like, whatever. Like, like some ten year old kid, yeah. Because it's one of those things where it's Las Vegas, which is there, and just think, oh, it's Vegas, you know. Yeah. And then you just let. There's a lot of things you let go in Vegas. Exactly. Like there's things that you, if you've never been there, there's things that you just have to accept as being the norm, even though it's not normal. Um, <laughs> You just walk out. Like it's 110 degrees, but there's a grown adult walking around in a Mario costume. These things happen. Um, and then there's one. Yeah. So I got one more story that happened six hours later. So six hours later, I, you know, I finished getting all my stuff put in my car. Took care of my democratic duty with my union business. And I run into my buddy from up north, Adro. And mm-hmm. I'm talking to him about everything that happened the night before. And we're down, like, in the lobby area. And he, he was just like, well, I need to go back up to the room. And I was like, well, do you mind if I just tag along? Because we had about 30 minutes to kill. I was like, yeah, sure, come on. So we get in the hotel. We're going to go up. And one other person who got in the elevator. So there ended up being four of us in the elevator. Us two, obviously. Another person that we know. And a fourth lady. And I can't for the life of me remember if the fourth lady was already in there if she got in there before us I, I just don't remember the whole sequence so there's two buttons pressed on the elevator the 10th floor and the 14th we were going to the 14th and me and my buddy were having a casual conversation and i remember she asked i paid no mention to her because like if you're looking at the back wall of the elevator he's in one corner i'm next to him and then there's a space and then she's in the other corner in the back and she's like, oh, are you all getting off at the same floor? Which was kind of a dumb question since there's two buttons pushed. <laughs> my, my buddy says yeah, no, yeah. dismisses her, and then we go back to our conversation. But we get to the 10th floor, the door's open, the lady gets off. And no sooner do those two doors shut, this lady positions herself in front of the doors facing us. And I'm like, oh, shit. You know, and I'm <laughs> like, this is awkward. <laughs> this, I did not see this happening. And like I said, it's like 930 in the morning, and she could not speak. It took her four floors to mumble one coherent thought. And it was, uh, she eventually stumbled with, out with, uh, what are you interested when you're with a girl alone? And then 
I think she flashed us. I did not look because I'm like staring at the numbers on the elevator. Like, are we there yet? Kind of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I'm trying to think about how can we blow past her without getting in trouble? Because obviously she's a lady. You can't just shove her out of the way or anything. And yeah. the door's open. There's like half dozen people waiting to get on. And we just blow right past her. And all I said was, when I'm mm-hmm. alone with a woman, it's with my wife. And that's what I'm into. Left it at that. Uh. Well, we go to head to my friend's room. And she's still following us. And I'm, like, kind of getting irritated because I'm, like, my friend doesn't have any urgency. He's not, like, trying to get the key out of his pocket. So we can, I wouldn't put her past her to fall into the room. And she's, yeah. we're trying to, <laughs> despite all that, we're still trying to have a normal conversation. And I hear her mumble, I don't bite, I promise. And then that's when I just had enough. I turned around. I said, I wish you the best of luck, but I'm not going to waste your time. We're married and we're not interested. And thank God she got the hint and left us alone. And we get into Adro's room. And I'm like, what the fuck? I sit down in the chair. I'm like, what the fuck? Because that's never happened to me before. And he's <laughs> and he says, I'm surprised that hasn't happened to me yet, this trip. I was like, this happens yeah. to you often? And he's just like, well, I got followed around. Not yet. He's like, I got. Yeah. He's like, I got followed around Planet Hollywood once, and I kept walking around until she gave up. <laughs> you must put off some weird vibe or something. Not yet. So, yeah, those are my three stories. Like I said, they all happened within like 12, 14 hours of each other. That's nuts. Very interesting. Vegas is a very is a very very interesting place. I've I've had it to where I've been in Vegas way way long time ago and um in situations where I was like I've always asked myself how the hell did I get here as well. Right. And 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 um this was before um uh Mrs. Stash and you know little, little stash and stuff where I, I I've Vegas has always been that one place up until about 27 or 28. And I was like, okay, it's no longer the place anymore. I didn't want to go. I still don't want to go. It doesn't, it doesn't entice me to go anymore. I, like, I'm kind of done. I'm, I went so many times. I don't want to go. I'm totally done with like, I could never go for fun anymore. Like I go because I have to. And don't get me wrong, it still appeals to all, all the right senses. You know, I still like the whole I can drink anytime I want. Um, it's okay to skip meals. It's okay to, you know. All the things that make it great are the things that still appeal to me, but I know at my age I can never go for fun because there's no point in going for me three days. I can't handle three days of not sleeping, not eating, and drinking all the time and gambling. I just can't. And gambling. I'm too yeah. old and yeah. I have a family, well, you know. But when I was younger... yeah. When I was 25, that stuff it was would be perfect. No yeah, no. It would be perfect. Yeah, if I was 23 years old coming out of the backcountry the way I was doing, I, I, I would have been fucking tearing that shit up. But at a certain point of not eating home-cooked... Well, even in the backcountry, we had home-cooked meals, but not eating a home-cooked meal is always what got me. Like, after day two, mm-hmm. I was always done. Right. Like, okay, I'm, done. I'm tired of eating the same mm-hmm. sh- shit because you can't go any further out and get anything better no matter what you did because it's still a restaurant yeah you're still getting restaurant food don't matter that's the only thing that that's like the one thing that made my trips 
my prior union in Vegas and everything, that's the one thing that made my trips horrible was that I was always out so long when I went to D.C. that I couldn't eat mm. food that I wanted to. I hated it. Absolutely hated it. To the point where I swear, like, I fucking ate beans when I got home. <laughs> like, you know, it, and, and, you know, I, and we, I was eating what they called um, frijoles de olla, right? I would make beans in a, in a pot mm-hmm. and rice. And that would be my meal because I'd have to freaking digest with fiber all the shitty fucking food I ate, you know, for three days just to get that out and to feel better about my life. Like, I wasn't a loser for eating Jimmy John's for three fucking days. (laughs) You know, you know, that type of shit. Because are you going to process whatever? Anyways, I I don't know. I'm, I'm starting like a health nut or something. Right. But... Yeah, it's just, well, it's not good because, I mean, everybody wants to be home eating their own food. Sure. After two days, you know, well, three days. I mean, there's that. Um, it, for me, it's mostly I miss my family and I miss my own bed. Um, if I had had either of those two things in the situation, I would have been fine. <laughs> but, yeah. Okay, so here's the question. Do you have a firm pillow or do you have a soft pillow at home? Soft. Okay, so the pillows in the hotels just kind of line up with how you sleep. Yeah. I usually have no issues with the hotel pillows. Usually the hotel bed I have problems with. Really? I have a firm pillow at home. Like, like nice where Mm. it cradles. You just stick it in random crevices (laughs) on your body, and it just holds there as, like, form, you know? Mm -hmm. And when I get to the hotels, they're like fucking noodles. I hate them. I hate them. Absolutely. It makes the worst sleep ever. Like, like fucking hotels. Can you just like at least add an option of one firm pillow <laughs> in your fucking hotel room at least one night or as an option on like these sites? Cause it sucks. Like if I wanted a noodle, I'll sleep with a noodle, but Jesus, right. <laughs> give me some, give me some comfort, man. That's rough. That's right. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. As you can tell, I love my pillow. I love my pillow. I just want a soft bed. I can deal with the pillow part, but I just want a soft bed. And Man, you get a wrong bed, you just can't sleep. And then, I mean, it's hit or miss. There's no in between. There's no like, yeah. hey, that bed was all right. It's either that bed was shady or that bed was awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd rather sleep on the couch type of shit. You know? like, <laughs> right. The couch is just doing a little bit better for me than the fucking bed, yeah. <laughs> I remember those days when I had a newborn. I could have slept on my hardwood floor, and I know because I did. <laughs> just fall asleep randomly on the hardwood yeah. floors, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We we lived in, we remember, I, I think, well, when we were first um, getting to know each other, I lived in the loft mm-hmm. out in Orange County, and, um, <clears throat> and, and I had to sleep on the couch. Uh, on the bottom of the loft while, while, you know, um, everybody else was upstairs. And that was rough, too, because there was no windows or doors or anything to shutter or, or give me protection. I heard everything. Mm. So it was it was only it's, it, it was a distance thing. It was an opportunity to be separate from the right. situation. <laughs> was. Right. Yeah. 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 Lofts, lofts don't give you any privacy. It's just distance. No. Very fake. Not good distance 
All right, so I think maybe we should take a break here and then come back and maybe play a little musical note here. I think uh, uh, we have some good stuff lined up for the next half hour of the Do we? Of the day. <laughs> I thought this was yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> well, you know, there's a, lot, there's a lot to talk about, man. A lot of shit has happened, and uh, I think we were talking via text messages and stuff and about the type of crap that's happening oh. in this world and how it affects us. I don't need. I don't know if we need to I think bring it's very down important the. Important how. <laughs> I don't know if we need to bring down the spirit of this show with that sad stuff. <laughs> no, I think I think I think maybe our viewers need to understand our views about some of this, and um, understand how we both think because sometimes we're not. You know, I I I I, uh, I hope people don't think we're on the same wavelength. Um, and we're not, and that's what makes us Uppy in the Stash Show, is that if we were on the same wavelength, it would be the Uppy and Uppy Show or the Stash and Stash Show, you know? Right. It wouldn't be opposites or, you know, counter counter arguments, but we're friends, we love each other, and I'll, I'll, I'll always be that way, but, you know, we do have differences. Yeah. And maybe let's... Yeah. We, I just made me realize we'd really miss the boat. We could have been the White and Brown Show. We screwed the pooch on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, All right. we are going to do a quick right, we, musical break. We will do a quick break, and then we'll come back. We'll give you a few more minutes, and then and then that will be that. So uh, stick with us, enjoy the music, and we'll be right back. Bright light said it gonna set my soul, gonna set my soul on fire. Got a whole lot of money that's ready to burn So get those stakes up higher There's a thousand pretty women waiting out there They're all living the devil may care And I'm just a devil with love to spare So Viva Las Vegas Viva Las Vegas How I wish that there were more than 24 hours in the day even if there were 40 more, I wouldn't sleep a minute away. Oh, there's blackjack and poker and the roulette wheel. A fortune won and lost on every deal. All you need is strong heart and a nerve of steel. Viva Las Vegas! Viva Las Vegas! Viva Las Vegas with your neon flashing and your one-armed bandits crashing. All those hopes down the drain Fever, Las Vegas turning day into nighttime Turning night into daytime If you see it once You'll never be the same again I'm gonna keep on the run I'm gonna have me some fun If it cost me my very last dime If I wind up broke Well, I'll always remember that I had a swing in time I'm gonna give it everything I've got Lady luck, please let the dice stay hot Let me shoot a seven with every shot Viva Las Vegas Viva Las Vegas Viva 